Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ball comes in towards Akin Fenway. is the We Are Going Up podcast. We've got the Football League covered. We are going up on the road. The next station is Norberton. Please mind the gap between the train and the platform edge. Programs, three pounds, three pounds a program. Alright. Wanna get a picture of me with a womble? Can do. And welcome to episode 138 of We Are Going Up. I'm Mark Crossley, and as you can probably tell, in a slight change to the advertised schedule, this isn't our Football League ownership special. Instead, we have decided to head out on the road again. It is Tuesday, September the 16th, 2014. Another big night of Football League action awaits. David Cameron Walker is alongside me as ever. Hasn't even got a jacket on, it's so mild. It's a lovely late summer's eve, isn't it? it certainly is. You can tell him where we are. Well, I was going to leave that to you. <laughs> well, we're at the, the world-famous Cherry Red Record Stadium, home, of course, of AFC Wimbledon. And Kingstonian FC. It's your first time here, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And we've, we've just popped into the ground briefly. Uh, uh, the pitch looks lovely. And there's lots and lots of fans milling around outside the ground. A lot of people have got a beer in their hand, a burger in the other. And there seems to be a very nice atmosphere. Just from walking through for about five minutes, everyone seems to be very happy and in good spirits, despite not the best of starts on the pitch. Are you comparing that to Luton as well, the, uh, the last podcast? <laughs> I do feel more at home here than I did in Luton, I'll say that. OK, well, we're here to watch um, a game tonight between two sides who are kind of relative newcomers, really, aren't they? Both to the Football League, both been in non-league in the not-so-distant past. Uh, for AFC Wimbledon this season, reasonably high expectations before the start of the season. Two wins, two draws and three defeats in their first seven. A rather underwhelming 15 for the minute uh, in the table. But for Burton, DC, six wins from seven. In all comps, eight wins from nine. Three points clear at the top. You saw them at Wembley when they went so close to going up. What a response at the start of this season from Gary Rowett and his players. Fantastic. I mean, they've, they've bounced back so well because, you know, that game at Wembley, you know, lost one nil, real error from the keeper letting in that long free kick at the back post. And there wasn't much in it on the day, but but at the same time, you, you felt that they that they were missing something. They were perhaps lacking a real cutting edge. And, you know, it looks like they've recruited really well in the summer and they've put that disappointment behind them straight away and they've hit the ground running. And, you know, they had to do that last season as well. You know, If you remember, they lost out in the playoffs a season before last as well. So they're becoming, you know, experts at, at putting setbacks behind them. But this time they'll be hoping they can stay the course, obviously. OK, coming up later in the show, you're going to be able to hear from both managers, Neil Ardley and Gary Rowett. They're going to cause a lot of teams problems with the way they play because Akin Fenwar is very, very difficult to deal with when he's got a little bit of space around him and Tubbs makes some great runs so you know for, for 
for Wimbledon to have a front two like that, they're going to cause teams problems. So it's up to us to deal with it. We always do well against the top teams. I think we did last season. They're a very good team with an, with an outstanding manager. And as well as hearing from them, we're also going to be speaking to the fans of both clubs, Wimbledon fans who obviously lost their club, I suppose, what, just over a decade ago. And here they are now sort of owners of the club, aren't they? Supporter run club. So we're going to get their take on what's been a disappointing start to the new season. We didn't take our chances in the first half against Hartlepool. Should have been three up at easily. Should have been three one up at Carlisle. We need to actually take our chances. Well, I've seen other games. I think um, actually Akinfemi, although he hasn't scored yet, I've, I've been really impressed. He holds the ball up really well and he's, he lays off the ball really well. And I think once him and Tubbs get going, they're going to be a really good combination. I think our big problem at the moment is at the back. Expectations twentieth again. Oh, really? Okay. Above twentieth, then we're, we're, we're clearly we're, better. We're, we're realists. We all we want is a season where we don't have to look down but it doesn't look like we're going to get one and we also caught up with our old friend the very first ever guest can you remember the very first ever guest on the first show we ever did you tested me in the quiz on this last <laughs> season so I already know it's Jeff Hawley it is Jeff Hawley and we're going to speak to him about the importance of tonight's game you've picked a great one because it's all considering Burton the top of the table and it's once again the odds are stacked against us um, but the season started off well we, we had a draw against Shrewsbury one of the fancied sides we had two good wins off that since then the wheels haven't fallen off completely but the results haven't been coming as for Burton a stunning start to the season their fans are in dreamland you'll hear more from this lot later it feels very similar to when we got promoted from the conference when we were we were always in and around the playoffs for a couple of years and then finally won it started off at the top and didn't really get caught you know home form's great court form's great as well beat Wigan QPR got Brighton next and hopefully come here today for a, for a win plus of course we'll have our unique commentary as ever on tonight's game you ready to go? I certainly am we are going up live underway at the Cherry Red Record Stadium or inside what do you make of in it? It's alright I mean it's what it lacks in capacity it certainly makes up in, in character as I said outside it was a really good atmosphere outside lots of fans milling about even Burton and Wimbledon fans you know chatting together that never met each other before uh, it's a good, quite a good atmosphere in here under the I think there was alcohol involved in that <laughs> it certainly was but yeah home fans making a bit of noise at the start should well, have a good game do you want me to introduce the stands to you we're in the Paul Strank stand um, opposite you over there were the small how many away fans would you say that is I'd be surprised if there's more than 100 there yeah. Yeah. and that's where the Burton fans are that is the um, the golf travel terrace as the ball comes towards us uh, to our left you've got the Nongshim stand the Kingston Road end and to the right uh, down there is the Chelmflow terrace and that looks like where the um, what's, what's the word the ultras sit <laughs> the real dons apparently the wombles okay well let's talk a bit about AFC Wimbledon then um, it has been a disappointing start to the season uh, just the two wins so far both away on the road um, but they haven't won a league game here at Kings Meadows since back in March that's a run that they really need to, to end soon if they, you know, they're not going to find themselves in the bottom half of the table yeah and well, they're going to have a difficult job doing it tonight against Burton Albion who've come absolutely flying out of the blocks and are currently top of the table but these are the sort of games where it's a little bit of extra spice in it I think sometimes for the fans when you have a big team big fan team coming to your ground on a, on a Tuesday night the players might be a bit more up for it so you know what better way to do it than to make a statement against a team that's done so well and to put you know put the, the demons to bed and say we can win at home you know we're going to go forward well their first three seasons since that amazing promotion at the City of Manchester Stadium um, back in the Football League they finished 16th 20th and 20th what has an ambition got to be for 
for Neil Hardley this season. Well, I mean, he said himself that he expects to be, you know, battling out towards the top end of the division. I suppose if you look at some of the players they've got, that's not that's not unrealistic. I mean, League Two is is so close. You know, there's there's two thirds of the division, if not more, could have a shout of getting into the playoffs. You know, so oh, chance. So, so it's not unrealistic for him to say that but at the same time you speak to some of the fans and they seem a bit more content to maybe just you know stay in the division each season at the moment there are still we shouldn't get carried away with oh, that was a big chance for Akin Fenwa there big free header but they, I mean you shouldn't get carried away we shouldn't forget how recently this club was a non-league club I mean we look around the ground it is essentially well, it would be a very good non-league ground but it isn't you know it's, it's very humble and they are a club that is of humble origins and you know are doing very very well to be at this level Well you mentioned the fans there let's hear from uh, let's hear from some of them we caught up with a few Wimbledon fans outside the ground I really like the atmosphere as you say outside the ground all the fans just milling around together and we asked them what they've made of the start of the season so far Having seen our victories away and the various games at, at home um, we've got a f- funny situ- situation we're making the opportunities but we're not converting them you know Tubbs has missed loads but you can't complain he's a leading goal scorer um, we've been a bit unlucky and I think and I hope it'll uh, change pretty soon starting tonight um, our home form has been absolutely terrible um, a continuation of last season very disappointing indeed why do you think that is why, why are you struggling to produce in front of your own fans here uh, we were discussing this just now we, we think the manager is setting the team up to to compensate for the opposition's strengths and weaknesses and not sending our people out there to win what I've seen of the games I think um, actually Akinfem although he hasn't scored yet I've, I've been really impressed he holds the ball up really well and he's, he lays off the ball really well and I think once him and Tubbs get going they're going to be a really good combination I think our big problem at the moment is at the back um, we, we've had a few injuries and that and I think we've got a couple of players that really maybe a season past their best you know and once we can get their defence back again I think we'd be alright one bit of well, potentially positive news for the, for the club so far is that the uh, academy looks to be in good health uh, two academy debuts at the weekend one 17 year old Ben Harrison and 19 year old Tom Beer yeah. both made their debuts against Accident at the weekend I mean how impressed have you been with the young players coming through and how good is it that you know Carl Wimbledon is producing young players oh it's fantastic I mean you know, the old Wimbledon as such you know they, they were always you know so famous for producing young talent and I think for for any team really it's a great thing to do and especially a team at this level of the, the football football league it's fantastic yeah and it's a great testament to the work that people have been doing for since the club was reformed you know I think a lot of teams would have looked at Wimbledon before the start of the season and, and seen Bayouac and Fenma and, and Matt Tubbs and have been pretty envious of, of that forward line they both scored goals at this level uh, in the past uh, how have they done so far? Akin Fenwa I've been surprised how delicate a touch he's got he's a big lad but he's got a delicate touch and he hasn't scored but he's nearly scored he nearly scored at Carlisle with a cracking shot in the second half beginning of the second half if that had gone in I think we'd have won at Carlisle we deserve to win at Carlisle but uh, we didn't take our chances in the first half against Hartlepool should have been free up easily should have been free one up at Carlisle we need to actually take our chances we're doing a lot better than last season in uh, creating chances but we need to take more of them and our defence needs to cut out silly mistakes too many of those what have you made of the job that Neil Ardley's done since he's 
he's coming as manager. His credentials are fantastic and in sincerity, commitment are without doubt. Um, however, especially last season, I and I think a lot of other fans sort of questioned his tactics and decisions of which players he, he kept on, which players he, he used and why he was playing with one up front at home instead of giving them a hard time. I think he's done a good job actually. I know you know, there's a, a certain sort of group of fans that seem to think it's all down to him. I don't personally. I think he's done a pretty good job and I think you know maybe we're seeing with some of the younger players coming through the result of some of the stuff he's been doing behind the scenes which in the long run are going to be important and I think it's really important for us to stay in the league until hopefully fingers crossed New Plow Lane comes along um, but I think yeah I think he's doing alright expectations 20, 20th again oh really okay above 20th then we're, we're, we're clearly we're, better we're, we're, we're realists we, all we want is a season where we don't have to look down but it doesn't look like we're going to get one you've got obviously the team who are top of the league and flying tonight well, this would be the perfect opportunity to, to get that first win I think we will it, we, we can do stupid things like that we've done it before when we go and beat them and handsomely because that's what Wimbledon do sometimes I'm Jeff Hawley I'm a commentator I do some video work down here for Radio WDN at AFC Wimbledon you've picked a great one because it's sort of considering Burton the top of the table and it's once again the odds are stacked against us um, but the season started off well we, we had a draw against Shrewsbury one of the fancied sides we had two good wins after that unfortunately spoiling Luton's party somewhat after coming back to the league and then a tough game away at South End since then the wheels haven't fallen off completely but the results haven't been coming um, but we, the best thing we've still been scoring goals because Matt Tubbs is banging them away for fun we spoke to a few fans outside the ground tonight and they seem to have been quite pleased with Akin Femmer and Tubbs so far do you think they're a promising partnership? Tubbs is of known quantity at this level you know, he'll, he'll, given the chance he will finish usually but Akin Femmer we, we played against him a few times we knew what he looked like but the more you see him you don't appreciate until now the delicacy of his touch he's a great layoff player his vision and it just sometimes it's just the chest in the ball off laying it off first time it looks it's a really good strike partnership in the way it works and in terms of tonight's game Burton are on fire at the minute but this will be the night to end that sort of barren run at home wouldn't it I'm not going to say no if we get something out of this one yeah I'll, ta- I'll take a, a point before kickoff. it's going to be a tough ask but it, we, we, we struggled at home we, we have been for a while why do you think that is I don't know to be honest it's, it's, it, we don't get on players backs here you know we're always supporting the team you don't get booing it's, it's, it's generally positive sometimes it's a bit quiet maybe that counts against us we go away from home we've got one of the best travelling um, head counts of any of the teams in the division which is kind of against our tradition in a way and going into this season in terms of an expectation I think you've had was it 20 of the last two seasons were you thinking top half playoffs or, or what, are you, what are you thinking now well Neil identified this season as being a promotion push I mean at the start of the season it looked it could be possible since then things have fallen back a bit but we're in far far better squad wise than we have been for a long long time we've got some real quality throughout the sides you know, dotted throughout you've got some real quality from players who didn't expect it and see 17 year old Ben Harrison makes his second start tonight after getting his first start against Appleton at the weekend I mean how promising a talent is he and are there more like him coming through the ranks well, we've already got another one making his second game as well it's Tom Beer he's 19 uh, they've all come through what is now proving to be a, after a season a couple of seasons of stability for the first team the youth side is now catching up and we've got we've got players coming through already he doesn't look 17 he came on in a couple of games ago and he didn't look out of place and Tom Beer we've seen him score quality goals he scored the winner against the Met in the London Senior Cup last season 
useful midfield, but he can play in other positions as well. So it's not as if we're even producing players who are limited in one role. They're real prospects for the future. That was Jeff Hawley from Radio Wimbledon uh, talking to us here in the press box at the Cherry Red Records Stadium. And when you look at that squad, Akin Fenwer, Tubbs, Harry Pell, Sean Rigg, they have a lot of quality in there that could hurt Burton tonight. Yeah, they've certainly started very well, very positively. Um, Akin Fenwer had a great chance, just slightly misdirected his header wider the post, but he got up well. For, you wouldn't expect him necessarily to do that. Tubbs looks very sharp. He seems to be having some sort of strapping on his wrist. I don't know if he's got an injury on his arm, but he, he seems to be very bright. And he obviously he's made a fantastic start to the season, got player of the month, obviously for August. Um, so they're, they're, you know, they're going for it at the moment, but I will say Burton look quite big at the back. They look quite strong. They, they don't look flustered. And they look like they're going to be able to defend quite well. I mean, that was a feature of their play last season. They were very tight at the back. Perhaps didn't have quite as much going forward. And they've, they've moved to address that over the summer. But, you know, it will take quality to break Burton down tonight, I'm well, sure. Well, let's talk more about Burton in just a second. I'm just looking at Wimbledon's results so far this season. Uh, they shipped four away at Carlisle, three at home to Stevenage, two at home to Hartlepool. You know, Hartlepool have been really poor up until that point. It does seem that their sort of weak area is uh, in this half where we are right now facing us at the back. They, they are leaking quite a lot of goals. Well, yeah, but I, mean, I suppose you've got you've to you've play to your strengths if you, you know, if you're the talented players in your squad aren't more towards the forward end of the pitch. There's no use trying to keep it tight and starve them, or starve them of the ball. Equally, Neil Ardley, I'm sure, and the coaches will, will want his team to be solid, will want his defenders to defend well, but when you've got you know 17-year-olds playing in your back four as well, there's got to be uh, some sort of expectation placed upon them that maybe they're not going to come in and be completely solid and ready for league football right away, despite the promise that they've shown, but I'm sure it's obviously an area that they're going to want to work on, but at the moment, it looks like attack is the best form of defence for them. Well, speaking about attacking, what about tonight's visitors? Stunning start to the season. Uh, they've played nine games in all competitions and they've won eight of them, just the one draw, and included in that two Capital One Cup victories at the Pirelli, one against Premier League Queen's Park Rangers and one against Wigan Athletic of the Championship. It's been a brilliant start to the season for Burton Albion and Gary Rowett. We are going up live. We've got the Football League covered. So on to tonight's visitors then. Three points clear at the top of League Two at the start of play tonight. And Gary Rower linked with a move to Blackpool, despite the fact that Jose Riga, at the time of recording, is still there. Um, what did you make of that news when you heard that Rower had been linked to a move to Bloomfield Road? Well, on the one hand, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised because I think he's done a very good job at Burton, you know, carving out a reputation as a, as a very promising manager. But I was surprised that it was, <laughs> that it was Blackpool, as you said, because they still very much got a manager and he's still there almost what two weeks after the approach was, was made so that's, that's, a, that's a discussion for another day perhaps but I mean it just serves to highlight what a good job Rowett's doing you know two playoff finishes one, one playoff final both times you think you know are they going to be able to come back is the motivation going to still be there they, they've added to, the, added to the squad well this summer they've even coped with losing one of their best players for the last few seasons in Billy Key and you know they're, they're leading the way this season so it shows real good management I think for Rowett to be able to rejuvenate the squad each summer and, and keep them going. Well, they've been absolutely brilliant at home so far this season. Uh, played five, won five in all competitions. They, of course, ended York's 23-game run, was it, uh, without defeat in League Two. They had a win against Portsmouth uh, the weekend before by two goals to nil. They have strengthened the squad over the summer, and we managed to catch up with a couple of Burton fans outside tonight, and we asked them what they've made of this very impressive start to the season. Really impressed. We look at different teams started playing some good football and getting it down, so we look much better, I fancy, it this season, to be fair. And you, you brought in a number of new signs 
manager in the summer. Obviously, Billy Key's gone as well, which is a loss. But not the new players that have come in seem to perform so well. Like of Aikins, Messino, Bevan have all gotten the score sheet so far. Have you been impressed with them? Very. I think it's been the best one for Shelton. We're not really looking like we're missing Key. We're bringing the likes of Bevan in. Obviously, an experienced striker around the level. I think we've probably been the best piece of business we've done over the summer, really, letting Key go. And amongst the fans, obviously, you've been close in the last two seasons, playoff semi-final, then playoff final. Does it feel like this is the year that you're going to do it? It does. It feels very similar to when we got promoted from the conference, when we were always in and around the playoffs for a couple of years and then finally won it, started off at the top and didn't really get caught. Beautiful start. I mean, Prues are doing something well. If uh, if rowett has been you know, asked by you know, Championship Blackpool, uh, you know, been approached by him, he said, no, if you stay with us. You know, home form's great. Court form's great as well. Beat Wigan, QPR got Brighton next and hopefully come here today for a, for a win you made quite a few new signings over the summer uh, the likes of Aikens Bevan Messina have all gotten a score sheet so yeah. far you've been impressed yeah very impressed I like the look of Aikens you know big lad coming in obviously Key's gone you know main, main top scorer uh, but I mean Aikens out on the wing when he, where he's playing he's doing the job Bevan's coming doing the job and McGurk you know, when he plays he's always on the score sheet grabbing a goal uh, I suppose another bit of good news you've had so far is that Gary Rowett turned down the opportunity to speak to Blackpool when they approached him I mean you must be delighted that he's staying but I suppose the second part of the question is do you worry that if a more stable club than Blackpool were to come in for him that he might leave I think that the only possibility would be one of his old clubs like Birmingham but at the moment I could see him staying up until the end of the season getting the promotion seeing the job through with the solid team that he's built over these three years there's probably quite a few people listening to this who don't really know the sort of ins and outs of Burton's squad if there's one player who really hasn't had the credit so far this season that you were going to point out to people who would that be I would probably say it's been Messino in midfield to be fair he's gone around his business quietly but coming really come into it last couple of games didn't particularly start off pre-season but has really done well and are you expecting to win tonight be a tough game I'd probably take a point but I'd like to think if we go out and get an early goal then we'll kill the game off and win well you've actually been looking at the, um, the side that they put out at Wembley back in May that one nil defeat to Fleetwood compared to the 11 that they've got there today and there's been quite a few changes significant changes yes indeed um, only three of the starting 11 tonight were actually part of the team that played at Wembley in that League 2 playoff final you know there's been a number of players recruited over the summer some have, some have left as well most notably Billy Key who, who left um, but the likes of you know, Jacob Blythe who's coming from Leicester Lucas Aikens from Stevenage Bevan from, from Preston who scored a few goals already John Messino has come in as well um, you know, they, they've, they've recruited well I mean, these players so far this season have, have performed well a number of them have got on the score sheet they've, they've played at higher levels they, they look like they've really added something to this, to this Burton Albion team and you know, he's, he's refreshed the team well and we did say at the end of last season didn't we that they, he needed to maybe get that balance between attack and defence that perhaps wasn't there at times last season despite them getting to the playoff final and you know so far so good for them one of the things I do like about this division and we've seen it quite a lot uh, with teams sort of coming up from non-league and getting promoted I mean you've got to think there are teams in this division like Portsmouth are there Oxford Plymouth Carlisle teams that have all got a sort of history of playing at high level and I like the fact that a sort of smaller team can come in with a, a good manager and a good infrastructure work their way up and that's very much what they've got you know they do have a nice little stadium we've we've talked about their sort of off the pitch setup before haven't we with a, you know 
excellent sort of community yeah. scheme they've got up in. We had Andy Taylor on a few years ago. Yep, and you know they they're also able to make use of the um, St George's Park training facility, which can only can only help them, which is a good thing for you know good thing for the FA to be doing to help them as well. You know, so they've got a nice little setup, and they do have a, a very promising young manager who has had two very impressive seasons. But it will mean nothing to him if he doesn't get promoted. Really, you know, he will want to get him up this season and make sure he. he and keeps moving them forward rather than being the nearly man. Just one final word on him. How do you feel about them announcing the approach when Blackpool has still got a manager in charge? Notice Danny Taylor in the Guardian his column at the weekend had a pop at Gary Rowett for that. Said he didn't like to see it. Um, would you go along with that? I don't know whether. It's I mean, some... sort of. It seemed like a bit of a boast. That, oh, well, look at me! I've been sort of headhunted by a bigger club, but I'm, I'm going to stay. He could have kept it to himself. Is what I'm saying. Well, but was it was it him or did the club announce it? You know? Well, that's what I'm, I'm asking. I don't know. I think you, know, you can look at it a couple of ways. Yeah, I mean, you know. I think let's not be naive about things. The approaches, illegal or otherwise, are made for managers and players all the time, you know. And, and if, if we heard about all of them, then I'm sure there would be a lot of people who get very upset. And then this time we've heard about it, and it's, 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 I suppose maybe it's a reassuring thing that maybe they were worried that it was going to come out anyway. So they thought, well, we'll, we'll kind of take control of it and reassure our fans that you know Gary's going nowhere rather than leave it open to speculation and, and it, well, not not commenting. So from a Burton fans' point of view, I suppose it's a good thing to hear that but you know maybe you know if you're if you're a Blackpool fan or if you're Jose Riga you may not appreciate it well he's certainly there for the uh, uh, for the time being at Burton and obviously wants to get them promoted this season let's see if they can build on this unbeaten start to the season tonight are we ready for our unique commentary highlights we are surrounded by serious journalists here so I feel a little bit guilty I'm not comfortable calling it unique or, or commentary really. <laughs> observations from the League 2 game between AFC Wimbledon and Burton you'll hear them next we are going up on the road we've got the football league covered so we're underway as you might be able to tell Uh, 0-0 between Wimbledon and Burton and DC in a slight change to the previous live specials we've done where we were sort of stuck down by the corner flag we're actually in the press box here what do you make of it? we're living the high life aren't we? I mean, it's all right, actually. It's quite, it is quite interesting to actually see what all the um, all the sort of journos are doing covering the game. Some of the local journos, some of the you know the guys covering it from the, from the clubs, commentary services and stuff, all beavering away on their laptops and hurriedly talking into their headsets um, as as the game unfolds. It. Do you feel slightly more um, reluctant to point out stupid things? Because I certainly do. <laughs> yes, slightly. But we shouldn't let that stop us. No, absolutely. I mean, if we spot something ridiculous like um, well, we. we have Steve McNulty last time this time we've got Akin Fenwa so we're, we're, we're taking in the, the glamour side of League 2 I think Steve McNulty is positively svelte compared to Akin Fenwa I mean, I mean he looks big in the pictures but up close and personal he is he is massive oh forward to the box Akin Fenwa goes up oh it's cleared shot the edge there oh off the top of the crossbar stinging volley AFC Wimbledon closest to breaking the deadlock so far. Who hit that? Is that Matt Tubbs there? Is that with the strapping on his arm? Was it, it was either Tubbs or, or Sean Rigg sort of coming in from the left-hand side. Fantastic volley. Really caught it well, but unfortunately just smacked off the crossbar and went out of the ground over the stand. But positive intent from Wimbledon. Oh, opportunity for Wimbledon. And they taken the lead. Matt Tubbs has scored again, put clean through. 
low shot into the back of the net past John McLaughlin and with 20 minutes gone DC Wimbledon have taken the lead and they've probably edged it so far oh they've more than edged it you know they've had a number of opportunities Burton haven't really had a shot at all maybe one half chance Tubbs has looked lively he's looked sharp got through there past the back line clean through a composed finish well we might have a turn up for the books on the cards here Wimbledon 1 Burton Albion 0 you've made a schoolboy error haven't you I don't know if you brought any Harry Bow today but you've gone and left your bag down in the, in the press sort of room thing I wasn't really familiar with the setup. you see I've left my bag unattended in some little porter cabin halfway across the pitch at my own risk you have there's nothing much in there to steal though no I, an old coat, I think a, a can of deodorant and some crumbly Jaffa cakes. Oh, I could quite do a crumbly Jaffa cake right now. Oh, great ball. Out to the right to Frankham. He's got a bit of space in front of him. Subs and Akinfen were up there. It's all towards Akinfen. He's brought it down. Oh! So unlucky. Another accurate, long diagonal ball from George Frankham. Excellent control from the chest for Akin Fenwa. Brought it down, set it himself for the shot and just put it past the far post. Really good chance. It really probably should have taken it with the time he had when he brought that down to give himself the room for the shot. He should have scored the goal there. What do you think, you, if you're a defender, you think when you look at the team sheet and you say, bloody hell, I've got to play against Akin Fenwa today? I mean, it's an interesting challenge, isn't it? Because, look, he's a very powerful player. He's very big player, very strong. You're not going to knock him off the ball, but you wouldn't think he's that athletic. You wouldn't, you'd think you'd be able to out-jump him and you'd be able to out-run him. So any balls played over the top, you think you can get there before him and if you're going to bat off against him in the, in the header, as long as you've got the run on him, you should be able to beat him in the air. But once you get into a battle where he's got his arms up near you, he's going to win it every time. So it's, it's, a, it's a very difficult challenge, but I'm sure there are ways to combat him. They're not doing it that well so far. Do you know this is the, uh, the first of two times I'm going to be watching Burton Albion this week? Really? Yes, because on Saturday we're playing them at home and I'm heading back for that. So think of this as a scouting report. Excellent. You'll probably give your mate Stuart Day a call then. Should you offer your services? He might pay you. I, I should have done, come to think of it. Um, I think mate is pushing it a bit far. <laughs> he agreed to come and speak to us. That's about it. Um, but so far, I've got to say, we can, we can beat these. We're not quite as uh, physical as Wimbledon are, but... I think they're beatable. Ball comes in towards Akin Fenwa. Oh! He's only got and scored. Adebayo Akin Fenwa. The beast, I presume. And the players run away in celebration to the far corner over there. Was that another cross by Frampton from this right? I think it was. Beautifully placed, just dipping towards the far post. And in he came with a bullet header. And the league leaders, undefeated so far this season, DC, up against it. 2-0. As you can hear, a goal rapturously received by the Wimbledon fans. Actually, again, no more than they deserved. This, what a third or fourth chance Akin Fenwa's had tonight. This time he made no mistake. Just sort of, just peeled off his marker. Just, just couple to a couple of steps back. The ball fell nicely for him on his head and planted it back where it came from into the far corner. Um, uh, you know, fantastic performance so far from, from Wimbledon. Burton don't look anything like a top of the table side. I think us, us turning up is um, completely jinxed them. By the way, have you seen the uh, high-tech scoreboard we've got there opposite us? Excellent. It might be an on-league, Graham, but it's got a scoreboard. And it reads Wimbledon 2, Burton 0. Listen to the roar that's going to greet this. 
terrific first half from AFC Wimbledon. AFC Wimbledon 2, the league leaders Burton Albion nil. the players head towards us in the tunnel. DC, what have you made of that first half? Fantastic. Wimbledon absolutely deserve to be 2-0 up. They, they could be even more up, to be honest with you. They've had, they've had four or five clear-cut chances. Burton haven't really had any. They, they'll be bitterly disappointed with that, first, with that first half showing. Gary Rowett's going to need to do some organising, need to G his troops up and get them back out fighting to try and even get a point here. Half-time. Wimbledon 2, Burton 0. We are going up live I should say just as the second half is about to resume uh, DC we've been absolutely spoiled in this press box at, at half time tea and biscuits an absolutely luxurious box of biscuits with your eyes lit up absolutely. get your little Jaffa cakes on the floor a delightful array of, of treats for us to choose and I delved in without hesitation and uh, Jeff, is, uh, Jeff Hawley who sat behind us commentator for Radio Wimbledon who you heard from earlier has told us that they're not usually this good yeah we simply turned to us at half time and said which team's top of the league that's a very good a point. Let's see what Burton can do in the second half. Here come Wimbledon. Akin Fenwick involved once again. Oh, what? The play just petered out there, but that, that was a lovely bit. Of, it was a lovely move there, and it was all started by the 17-year-old uh, left back. Ben Harrison, number 29, who won the you know, good 50-50 challenge. He was strong, got to the ball first when it looked like he might not make it, won the ball, composed, and then lovely little back heel inside to the midfielder who then spread the play. Uh, you know, he doesn't look 17 either, does he? As, as Jeff was saying before the start of the game. He looks quite strong, looks quite you know, athletic, uh, athletic and physical for, for a 17-year-old. I mean, God knows. What. what were you doing when you were 17? Exactly. I was just trying to think. It's that long ago. I was, I was probably, what, it was 11 years ago, 17. I was, um, seven, well, I, was, I was in sixth form. Are you playing football to any kind of standard? Uh, I think we're probably just about starting our five-a-side team. Queen's Park Strangers. Did you play like Strangers? <laughs> Certainly did, yeah. News just in. Oh, what is this? What do you think it is? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're looking at it. It's a piece of paper with the attendance on you, clown. What is it? <laughs> I thought we... <laughs> I thought we'd been given some sort of like lottery ticket or something. <laughs> First time in the press box for David Cameron Walker. 3,195 is the bit you meant to say. 86 fans from Burton. Not bad for a Tuesday night all the way down in southwest London. Even if they are top of the league. What are you chuckling to yourself about? It's Adam Barrett. He's a classic, you know lower league if you like centre half I and mean, we were talking about Wimbledon's defence at the start I mean he is an experienced defender they've got him on loan from Chillingham he's, he's been around at this level for a while and he's you know played with some reasonably successful teams at this level as well um, you know and he looks you know strong first everything in the air but there he brought instead of heading the ball out which he looked like he was going to do he thought oh, I'll bring this down here and you're just you're thinking okay you brought this down now what are you going to do with it he obviously had a change of heart and thought no stick to what I know <laughs> whack foot straight through it right down the other end of the pitch no, no blue shirt in sight give me this over the Champions League any day so an hour played now it's ASC Wimbledon 2 the League 2 leaders Burton Albion at nil uh, Burton have had slightly more possession uh, in the first 15 minutes of the second half than they did in the first half but they haven't really created a clear cut opportunity yet no there was a good ball in earlier it was, it was a, a sort of a half chance early on in the second half with a header it was just went over the bar it looks like they have been told to you know, up the tempo you know, move the ball quicker they, they are doing that they're, they're getting it wide when they can getting it into space see number 11 
Alex McDonald when he's got the ball he keeps coming inside all the time which I think once you do that one too many times you know unless you're exceptionally skillful it becomes quite easy to defend against you know you can see that they have got quality I think whenever Bevan gets the ball he looks lively looks like he could do something he's got a good first touch they just haven't got the ball to him enough in the, in the right areas and you know again it, it, Wimbledon have survived that sort of first five ten minutes in the second half and now they look like they're you know a bit more comfortable again Taking this game away from Burton Albion now. Low ball across the six-yard box. And it's been turned into the back of the net. And now a yellow card. Was that turned over by Akinfenwa? I've got to confess I was looking down at the other scores for a second then. Very much so. Tapped in at the far post from a yard out by Akinfenwa. He immediately ran into the crowd to celebrate with the fans. They love him here. But the referee decided to yellow card him for, uh, for his actions. Slightly harsh, I feel. But a good move by Wimbledon. And listen to the fans. 3-0 up against the team that's top of the league. I think that might be the first goal in all the live specials we've done that I've missed so I'm really annoyed with myself but it's the second for Bayouakin Fen where it's just typical that when we turn up he turns it on we've talked about him so much over the years on the show uh, do you remember when we did that parody of his um, what was the chart hit that went um, hey, throw your hands up and we've turned up and he scored two goals and Tayo Cruz Tayo Cruz that's the one and um, well there you go AFC Wimbledon are going to break the six month hoodoo at home Tubbs this is going to be an absolute row I can tell you Frankham ball in to the back post and goes Riggle just gone over the top Sean Rigg coming in on it Burton Albion are all over the place I don't know what to do they can't deal with it FM was winning the flick-ons Frampton putting in the good balls, you know, they're getting men in the box to get on the end of those on the end of those balls and you know 3-0, the fans are in raptures. And you know, we've still got what over 20 minutes left, there could be more here. So if you've been on our Twitter page over the last 24 hours or so, um, we are at Wagyu Podcast on Twitter. Um, you will have seen a picture of um, DC in the Wimbledon Club shop uh, with uh, the Womble. What's the Wim- Womble called? Haydon the Womble. Haydon the Womble, who is not only available in a soft toy format um, in the shop, uh, he's also in the, the Matchday squad, according to the programme. Very much so, yeah. You've got Neil Arley, Neil Cox, Simon Bassey, Robin Bedford, the, the management team. And then there he is, Haydon the Womble, the next man on the list. The Waste Socks are still available for sponsorship. There you go. Oh, listen to this. The beast is going off. Bayo Akinfenwa. Substituted. After a stunning performance. So you mentioned um, Neil Ardley and Neil Cox in the programme there a second ago. Uh, you told me that you've got a story about them or something. I, I have, yeah. I've met Neil Ardley and Neil Cox, who um, about well, 10, 11 years ago now, were both part of the uh, Watford defence in the in the Ray Lewington era. Immediately after, immediately after Gianluca Vialli left the club, they were two of the cornerstones, really, of the defence. Got us through a pretty tricky time in our history when all the money went up the spout. Um, but I, I met them. I met the pair of them once, and it was in a toilet. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> it's not as bad as it sounds. This wasn't a pre-arranged meeting, I'm assuming. No, absolutely not. Completely impromptu. Um, it was in a toilet of a vodka revolution. Uh, Classic. In Watford, town centre, around Christmas time, when the Watford squad were out on their Christmas party. You're that much of a fan you followed them to vodka revolution. Uh, we just happened to be... Because they went out on a... It tells you all you need to know about bubblers. Well, they went out on a Monday night, which is student night. Yeah. So I was there in sixth form, obviously, going out. And... Um, not at all concerned about my A-levels. No, or playing for uh, Queen's Park Strangers. Yeah. Um, and they were all, all the, the theme um, of the Watford squad at the time, they all, they all had to dress up as Elton John for obvious reasons. And uh, I, I was in the toilet. So you had a meeting in a toilet with Elton well, John? I, I would turn around and I was sort of I was washing my hands, at, you know, getting getting some, some spray in a toilet. And, um, and they, they walked in and I recognised them immediately. And then... And I was like, oh, all right, lads, oh, still, oh, big, I was, yeah, probably had a few at that point. So yeah, was, as if you knew them. I was a bit more forthcoming than I would have otherwise been. Um, and there was a distinct um, difference between what, the reaction of Ardley and Cox. Cox did not want to know. He was not interested in engaging with the fans. However, Neil Ardley, who I suspect was a little bit more... Uh, Inebriated. Yeah, in more salubrious mood than Neil Cox at the time, was very happy to talk to me, shake my hand and uh, wish me a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I reckon Neil Ardley's going to be more than happy to talk to tonight after watching this performance maybe not in the toilet of a vodka revolutions in the middle of uh, Kingston or wherever we are here I wonder um, if we remember I don't think you would that's going to be my first question when we go with all this pool with all the professional journalists in this press box we're all going to be asking about the performance of your strike force tonight in the first home run in six months we're going to go in with do you remember meeting me in uh, the toilet of vodka revolutions in 2003 do we know what's released on Cherry Red Records, by the way? Well, I was looking up on their Wikipedia page as we were walking to the ground. Um, the only two artists that I recognised on, on their... It's not Eagle Eye Cherry and Nana Cherry, is it? No, 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 no. Uh, Susie Quattro. Okay, yeah. And uh, Everything But The Girl. Oh, brilliant. Well, one song missing, which good. a host of other fine independent bands. Uh, I am, fortunately, my uh, inferior music knowledge... Um, wasn't able to identify them, but you, given your your day job, should be able to tell me a thing or two about them if you look at well, this. I know uh, Tracy Thorne from Everything But The Girl did um, tune with Massive Attack, which you probably know. Called Protection, or Corner comes in. Oh, that looks like a push. And now it's a great ball in! Cross. Fantastic cross from young lad. Ben Harrison. And then it was that. Is that Tubbs? Flying in. Matt Tubbs should have made it 4 0 and he's missed it. Headed it wide. Yeah, just didn't get enough on the header. He sort of tried to glance it when a firm header would have done the job. It was a fantastic cross. And Ben Harrison was getting a real great reception. A lot of encouragement from the home fans. They obviously a big fan favourite already after only two games. What's going on here? Has he been sent off? Been sent off. Brilliant. Matt Tubbs has been sent off there. Amongst all that. I don't know. You were raving about Ben Harrison. And um, it was that like second yellow and Matt Tubbs has just disappeared straight down the tunnel in front of us. It wasn't that bad a miss. Come <laughs> on, ref. Oh God, this is why we don't do this for a living. We're starting here talking away and all the guys around us are... Oh, he's, he's gone. Two yellows. Do we know what that was for? Yeah, tried to punch him instead of heading. Oh, right. I see. Uh, we've just been told that he... <laughs> but the professionals in the press box yeah. have tried to work out what happened there. Well, we, we, I've got my glasses on as well. I've got no excuse. And I mean, I, we were right behind it here. And I couldn't really see it, but it looked like he you know, tried to glance he's it in. He's gone to punch it with his hand and he's got a second yellow card. Apparently the ref has deemed him to have attempted or indeed handled the ball and off he went. We all, we all were alerted to the fact they'd been sending off when they wheeled out the big rusty tunnel that comes out. <laughs> I was 
thinking it's a bit early for that. I've still got 10 minutes to go. Anyway, Wimbledon are down to 10 men, but they still lead by three goals to nil. We've managed to miss a goal on a red card for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> Standard. Six minutes of added time at the end of this game. There's been quite a few stoppages in the second half. And um, I particularly like the fact that because it's such a small ground, we're on the uh, second to last, so second from the back row, the press box, and behind us is the PA announcer who had binoculars on him to see what the fourth officials board on the opposite side of the pitch was reading there. The Wimbledon fans won the final whistle, and they've got it. What a performance, their first home win since March. And the league leaders, previously unbeaten this season, have been demolished. Two goals from Bioac and Fenwa, and one from Matt Tubbs, who was uh, later sent off for a, a second yellow card. The two strikers who started the season well for Wimbledon, they hadn't been able to shore it up at the back. But they shored it up at the back tonight, and uh, DC, they've won, by, they've won by three goals to nil. An excellent night for Neil Hardley. Yeah, fantastic. A thoroughly deserved performance. I mean, they, were, they were the better team from start to finish. They went, I think, and that's what won in the game, really. They went at them from the, from the word go. Burton couldn't get into their game. You know, we could see at times that they do have some quality players in the midfield that can keep the ball and can, you know, play good football. But Wimbledon simply didn't allow them to have the ball. They were very positive going forward. They got the ball forward early to Tubbs, to Akakemwa. Got it in good areas, good delivery from Frankham in particular. You know, good finishes when, you know, when they had the chance. Although, you know, Akakemwa missed a few chances early on, but he kept going, kept getting in the positions, and he eventually scored his two goals. Could have had more. A real morale-boosting victory for AFC Wimbledon. One that they will need to take into their next game against Morecambe uh, at home on Saturday. Another team that are doing well this season, but they will, of course, now be without Matt Tubbs. They will. So, Gary Rowe and the Burton players just walking down the tunnel in front of us. We are hoping to grab a word with the Burton Albion manager and with Wimbledon's manager, Neil Ardley, in just a second. Full-time score. It's finished. We are going up live at the Cherry Red Record Stadium as the Wimbledon players go down the tunnel. AFC Wimbledon 3, Burton Albion 0. We are going up on the road. So it's all over then. Brilliant three points for AFC Wimbledon. And uh, after the game, we managed to grab a word with both managers, starting with the Don's boss, Neil Ardley, who was delighted with his side's first win at Kings Meadow since March. Don't remind me of stats that ruin my uh, weekends regularly. It's nice, to, it's nice to have a smile. It's nice to make this a happy place for change because it hasn't been that. But the last two at home, Southend and, and this game here, we've, we've done the club proud. Everyone, every single person at our club has been willing to beat to get his first goal. He's fantastic lad. The players love him and he does so much self unselfish work for the team. We haven't been supplying him with enough and that's been my bugbear. We haven't put in enough crosses. We haven't used enough width during games and, and that's what he's going to score. He's not going to run in behind uh, off players' shoulders. That's what Tubbsy done. First goal, that's what Tubbsy's game is. Bees is to supply crosses. He'll get on the end of it and like you say, could have had four before he even got on the score sheet. So, so today we supplied him with crosses and, and he, he responded with the goals. Does it make it even sweeter coming against the league leaders? Um, we always do well against the top teams. I think we did last season. It, it's pleasing no matter who it's against. It's a win. They're a very good team with an, with an outstanding manager. And I'm not just saying that. I think he'll go on to certainly bigger and better things with his record. Uh, and I think they're probably set up to consistently be one of the best teams in the league. Neil, you talked in your programme notes before the match about defensive concentration. So you must be delighted with the clean sheets. Absolutely. Uh, we, we had it for most parts against Accrington, but it affected our 
performance going forward. Today we asked to raise the levels of going forward but keep the resilience and focus in the defending and, and we did get the best of both worlds today so that was really pleasing. Another good performance from young Ben Harrison. Brilliant, you know, um, it's uh, it was a, the other day Callum Kennedy wasn't wasn't uh, well enough probably to play, he'd been ill during the week so it was an easy decision to make. Today was tougher to, to decide whether I kept Ben in, especially with uh, Aikens out on the right who's been playing well for them and I made a tough call and I made the right call because he was outstanding again so we'll nurture him we'll look after him um, but him and Tom Beer um, absolutely delighted with the pair of them. So Neil Ardley obviously delighted with his side's performance tonight what about his opposing number her first defeat of the season for Burton Albion here's Gary Rowett It's one of those isn't it where you've got to try and stay relatively level headed because um, we spoke about it but you know we're not going to we're not going to win every game um, we've started the season in, in fantastic form you know and, and, and still we can sit here saying we've won we've won our first eight games in all competitions drawn one and, and lost one so again it's not a horrendous um, record to have so far but I'm just disappointed you're disappointed I've said to the lads in there but um, we've created really really high standards so far this season uh, since, since the first day we came back in pre-season um, and I would say that's the first time we've dropped below those standards that, that we've created so it, it's as simple as that I, I, you know I, I think sometimes you always look at what your players don't do or what they don't give you but I have to say that I felt as though you know in a typical blood and thunder um, League 2 game I just felt as though Wimbledon showed a little bit more desire on the night and showed a little bit more appetite to want to win the game it just looked a little bit more like the game meant more to them than it did to us and I've said that to the players in there and I'm disappointed with 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 our standards during the game particularly disappointed with the goals um, you know the first goal was a straight ball down the middle uh, as good as a run by Tubbs it was and he's very good at that and we warned them before the game and during the week uh, the second goal came from a throw in where it got thrown to their player who turned and had time to put it in the box and I confirm we had a free header so again it's a very very poor goal from our, our point of view and the third one just looked a little bit like Keystone Cup so um, I, I was just disappointed on, on the night but again I've just said to the players in there listen you know, if we want to be a good side then we're going to have to handle setbacks we're not going to win every game and that's sometimes how, how you get to show a little bit of character you know it's okay when everything's going fine uh, and it wasn't to be tonight uh, and it's probably I would say my least favourite place in the world to come <laughs> because we don't seem to have had an awful lot of joy here over the, uh, over the three or four seasons that we've been here So Gary Rowett disappointed but not too disheartened about their first defeat of the season now we're after the game we should say we're just wandering away from uh, the stadium now we uh, popped into what would you describe as like the social club yeah well, it's the supporters bar I'd say yeah the supporters bar and the first person we're greeted with was the big man the beast himself Adebayo Akinfen with two goals tonight and to top his night off a photograph with you absolutely which you can see on Twitter now I don't know who the real beast is here <laughs> or someone's replied we've only just stuck it up there uh, as I recall this someone's replied Christ his arms are bigger than your head <laughs> is the line I did shake his hand after as well and he's got an extremely firm grip there you go you can see that on the uh, the new website we are going uh, up.co.uk I don't think trying either <laughs> and um, anyway we'll, we'll dip in now because here's a little bit of what uh, Bayo Akinfen was staying on stage was saying on stage in front of the Wimbledon fans after the game. First goal tonight, my own for the club. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
because uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if you know, but Morecambe actually managed to lose tonight, so their losing run's begun. So uh, we're going to have to pile that pressure on them on Saturday, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to have to. You know, um, I think one of our best performance. Um, I thought we managed the game very well, um, and that's what we've got to do again. Um, and hopefully, we can get this run and get up this table to so keep supporting us. You're listening to We Are Going Up. The Beast out of Bayouakin Fenway's first two goals for the club tonight in their first home win of the season. And um, we're just kind of wandering slowly back to Norberton train station now. What have you made of your first trip to Kingstonian? I thought it was fantastic, actually. Re- really enjoyed it. Great atmosphere, obviously helped by the good performance from the, from the players on the pitch. But just as I said at the start, really nice atmosphere outside the ground. You know, they've got that supporters bar, which is well packed with fans before and after the game. And I thought it was a real nice touch, as you, as you heard the audio there of, of Akin Fenwer talking to the fans, you know, straight out of the dressing room, you know, not just talking on the stage, but also mixing with the fans in the bar. You know, that, that shows a real good connection between the, the players and the, and the fans. And I think, you know, more clubs could do with that sort of thing. Obviously, this is a club that's rooted in its sort of fan-led traditions. Um, and it's great to see that's you know that's going on here, and you you just real got a good sense of of team spirit, you know, between the players and the fans from that, and it was real you know nice to see sending everyone sending everyone home, I think, on a on a high. Well, there was a full program of football league action tonight, so the Wimbledon fans happy here. Let's have a quick chat about who else is happy around the country as we uh, scan down at the scores. What about Russell Slade at Leighton Orient? There's a lot of press at the weekend after they lost two 0 at home to Colchester that they needed to get a result for him away in Notts County tonight. How have they gone? They have come from behind. Oh. To get a draw, a one-all draw away at Knox County. Chris Dagnall equalising in the 51st minute from the penalty spot, and they went behind um, to, to a penalty from Zeli Ishmael as well. So two penalties in that game. Is a draw enough to keep Slade? <laughs> I'm not sure. Probably. We'll, uh, we'll have to watch this space. James Beattie's gone. Uh, he's left Accrington by mutual consent. Uh, Tony Humes has got the Colchester uh, job. Chris Powell has gone in at Huddersfield, mm. which I think we're uh, pleased about. Very much and so, yeah. Very, very nice guy, obviously, and pretty hard done by, I think, at Charlton. Although I suppose they were struggling a little bit last season. But yeah, we're going to keep this roundup quite short tonight because this podcast is probably long enough as it is. Next week, you are in Portugal. I believe. I had a bit of warm weather training. <laughs> so you're away in Portugal next week. So there will be a podcast next week that I will do in the studio. And then is when we'll look at where we're up to in the season, um, as opposed to sort of doing these specials. Uh, but there is some other business to round up. Sorry, have you got something else to say about the results there? Well, I'm going to pick out a few interesting results. Um, I, I was convinced that Watford were going to lose to Blackpool, given their first win of the season tonight. But we managed to win 1-0. Uh, Leeds winning away from home at Bournemouth. Mm. It's a, a decent result. But Neil Redfern has been ruled out of the running for the job by by Chilino so uh, the wait goes on to see who will become the new Leeds manager uh, Norwich looking really strong 3-0 winners at Brentford another loss for Cardiff mm. losing at home 1-0 to Middlesbrough I will be interested to see how long it takes before Solskjaer really becomes uh, under pressure there from, from Vincent Tan and the, and the regime at Cardiff not too long I think is the answer no, to that question I think you're right. Just we'll, in a, we'll have to wait and see League 1 Bristol City won again 3-0 they're flying they're flying looking really strong what about League 2 though can I just say at the top I've just, I think more control. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. There's one more result in League One that I think we need to point out for the benefit of you, if no one else. Rochdale four, Walsall nil. Ah, you say that. <laughs> I prefer to look at the score of the JD in League Two. Berry two, Stevenage one. Um, I'm going home this weekend uh, to watch Berry against Burton Albion. Let's hope for another performance like that from Burton Albion, uh, because if we win on Saturday, by my calculations, we'll be top of the league. What a run we've been on! Although, another win tonight. Although, in in some ways, could 
you know you could look at it and say tonight's performance may well work against <laughs> you because they're going to be wanna, they're going to want to bounce back with the with the performance. Teams that go for promotion rarely lose back to back games, so they'll be looking to bounce back strong. We are looking very good. Though. I'm a bit worried about the fact that the only three games in the league we haven't won so far. We've got five wins out of eight. The only three we haven't won are the three games I've been to. <laughs> so we'll see what happens on Saturday. Uh, thank you very much for listening this week. Then um, we should tell you about a audible offer, which you might know about if you listened last season. But we're very pleased to announce once again this season we have teamed up with Audible uh, to offer you a free audiobook of your choosing. This is how it works. If you're a new listener, this is what you need to do. Uh, you need to register for a one-month free trial. Claim your free audiobook. There's about 100,000 on there to pick from. There's so many. Um, and then basically the audiobook will be yours um, whether or not you decide to cancel within the 30-day sort of trial period so that's completely up to you um, two reasons we do this one because it's a great offer isn't it and there's loads of good stuff on there absolutely um, including uh, Game of Thrones Dave Gorman Dave Brailsford Sir Alex Matt Dickinson's new book on Bobby Moore which is out later this week you can get an audio book from that you've got Bend It Like Bullard Jimmy Bullard's autobiography have a look Rio's just a recent book isn't he? it might be on there yeah and um, the second reason he's not reading it though. <laughs> have you heard some of his radio adverts he's done yeah Come yeah on, yeah uh, back into it the second reason we, we um, sorry we're just going over a roundabout here which is why I'm a bit distracted I don't want to get killed doing this final link we are lost we're lost in Norberton let's quickly wrap this up the second reason we do it is because if you do us a favour sign up um, sorry I'm going to get killed here if you do us a favour sign up it helps keep this podcast free so obviously uh, this is all completely self-funded all the hosting on the website and the podcast and so on (laughs) to return to to make it back safely Um, so please sign up and help us out if you can because it does help keep the show going so this is what you need to do you need to go to audible.com code.uk slash going up don't go to the audible homepage go to audible.co.uk slash going up and that is where you can take advantage of this offer also um, our friends at prostate cancer uk have got your back this season they are the official charity partner of the football league and their man of men logo is featured on all the squad numbers you might see if you've got a replica shirt this season uh, so please do go to their website and sign up for men united prostatecanceruk.org is where you need to go and the fantasy football as well which I haven't actually checked the leaderboard, so I can't give you the leader. I'm doing, I'm doing better than you. I know that. I'm doing well. Yeah. Okay. What about the Premier League one that we're doing? Well, it doesn't matter. Does it? I think you're the opposite end of the table. The <laughs> oh, come on. That's true. Uh, the Twitter is at Wagyu Podcast, and the brand new website is there. It's live. We are going you're up. Co. Uk. Residents of Southwest <laughs> London here. I am. Right. That's it. We'll speak to you next week. This is the We Are Going Up podcast. We've got the football league covered. Oh!